You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. It's Chris Carter here from Locked On Steelers here with your boy Q from Locked On Raiders. As always, we're finishing out the week. You're you're finishing out the week with us. So it's always going to be a good time, especially because my boy Q's here. We got a lot to talk about. And, man, we're going to bring back cap or no cap later (laughs) later this show. So I'm excited about that. Q, how you been, man? Good, man. Good. It's always good to get get on here and have this platform on a Friday, man. Finish off the week really, really strong. Help everybody get into their weekend with some great football content, some conversation, and a little laughs along the way as well. Let me tell you, the latest about the laughs is definitely this Tim Tebow talk. <laughs> I don't know about you, man, but the, just this the fact that we're here having to talk about Tim Tebow in 2021 is hilarious Q he signed his contract he's officially a Jaguar at least going into OTAs and everything I just I I, I get that Urban Meyer's the head coach but what the heck is going on well, you know, it's funny, man. When all this news started coming up about, you know, Tim Tebow possibly joining the Jaguars, I believe it was draft night. I think it was really that's when it started to roll out. April 29th was the first day that you started hearing about this, maybe a day before. Either way, I thought, okay, well, whatever. And we've talked about it. I'm like, it's not a big deal. It's it's May. If this dude, you know, is playing in training camp or preseason and he makes the roster, well, good for him. But most likely he's not going to make the roster. And that's just kind of how I, I felt it's been the whole time. But as of Thursday, I mean, they've actually signed him to a one-year deal. He's got his number. He was out there on the field practicing. And then they took it a step further, which really blew my mind and almost made me think like, wait a minute, hold up. There's a real deal situation going on here. This guy actually might make the roster. And what they did, Chris, is they're selling this cat's jersey. They've got the number 85 jersey for sale already in May. Not because he was a first-round draft pick, not because he was a big free agent get, because he was a guy that hasn't been in the league for eight years, and all of a sudden they signed him to a one-year deal and rolled out the jersey on the same day that they rolled out an ETN jersey and a Trevor Lawrence jersey. I can't believe it. They're all for sale right next to each other. Lawrence, ETN, Tebow. Unbelievable. The jersey's $119. I'm actually mad that I know that. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. And I, I, what I want to see is how many people paid $119 already for that jersey. Oh, now, dog. I guarantee I get you. I get it. Florida loves him. Jacksonville loves him. He, he He's a hero in that area. I, I'm not saying it's dumb that there are people that like it. I, I, I'm just looking at this and I'm thinking just why. Like you, you he. I posted a meme earlier that I saw and – it was like, you know, the meme where like the guy's holding the knife and the other person's like, no, please don't. And in the meme of this guy holding the knife is saying, why are you hating on Tebow for his faith and his religion? And the other person is just like, I'm just saying he's a 33 year old man who's never played tight end in the <laughs> NFL. How is this a thing? And I know that some people are like, well, you know, connections, that's how the world works. But uh, yeah. the, the best response to that I've seen, Q, is. But this is what things like the Rooney rule were made to stop in coaching. And here we are seeing it working for players. How many how many players out there have played tight end for years? How many play, players out there are, are in shape, are used to it, played in college, and aren't getting an opportunity right now? But but Tebow is 
simply because Urban Myers is friend. And that's the whole point is, 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 is the good old boy system of, hey, I know this guy. He's my guy from way back. I'm going to give him a shot um, and, and, and see what happens here. And you know what? If Tim Tebow is an amazing tight end, Urban Myers will shut us all up. But it is just a wild stab in the dark to make to try to make this happen. But hey, again, if they're going for the hundred and twenty dollars jerseys, by all means, make your money. Well, see, and that's the thing about it, man. It's like, okay, this is going to be uh, a definite one of those moves where they're just trying to get publicity, you know. And I, I hate to call it a publicity stunt, but I mean, basically, it feels like that's what it is. And what's ridiculous about the situation is, you would think in Jacksonville right now they'd have enough without Tebow, they'd have enough juice where they have attention on the team. They got the number one overall pick in the draft. They got the quarterback that's been uh, been basically uh, rumored and reported to be the number one pick for years, ever since he was a freshman at Clemson. You also got Travis Etienne, who is a really good running back also at Clemson that his, his counterpart knows very well. And, oh, by the way, you were the NFL organization that was able to lure Urban Meyer out of retirement into the sideline. That's already, in my opinion, enough juice. You just had the draft, and then all of a sudden you want to go and double, triple, quadruple down and go get Tebow just to get more eyeballs and more conversations. And look, it's working because I'm talking about him. You're talking about him. We're looking at jerseys. I'm looking at it right now on, on my computer. $119.99. Men's Jacksonville Jaguars Tim Tebow Nike black alternate game jersey. Unbelievable, my man. Unbelievable. I, I, I'm still in disbelief here. I... You know, I, I've seen the, the the videos and memes have been hilarious. I, I forget which receiver it was or which tight end it was, but some someone posted a video because there's the video of him walking in in the you know walking around in his jersey and he's got like his his catching gloves on already. And someone was like, "Yo, like someone tell him that it, we we didn't catch for like 45 minutes after that. Like like we weren't there was no reason to have your gloves on. It's just that's." It's the, the, all the jokes and the the hilariousness of it. You know, Eric Ebron of the Steelers was saying, "Hey, let let's let's get our, let's get our tight end university on and teach Tebow how to do this." It's 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 this off season circus thing that, yeah. that it was when Tebow was around when he was a quarterback back in the early 2010s, and here here it is. Uh, you know, I'm I'm just wondering in 10, 10 more years, are we going to have to do this all over again when Tebow tries to coach or <laughs> something something else like that? I, I could just see this never ending. Yeah, you know, the thing about it is, man, I remember when Mark Sanchez one time tried to throw a pass to Tim Tebow where they're both members of the Jets, and it bounced right off of Tim Tebow's head, man. So, I mean, I think it's honestly going to be some comedy. The dude is not a tight end in the league. He's not a guy who I don't think will ever see the field. But uh, for a guy who I thought, and it's so funny I'm saying this because I'm saying it with confidence, I thought he was going to get cut, uh, you know, released sometime in training camp. Once you have a jersey, man, once you have a jersey for sale, to me it just feels like the team is planning on keeping you if you're worth the salt like if you're even halfway good they're planning on keeping you and that's where all of a sudden it's like wait a minute man are we being serious here is this are we making a mockery of this is this just you know for blanks and giggles what what are what is going on here you know and i know i've i've, I've heard plenty of reports that urban meyer says that tim tebow is the reason why he, he is who he is today and he helped make him i get all that and it's great to you know show love and respect but at the end of the day man you're an NFL coach. You are not a college coach anymore. You cannot just, you know, will a guy to victory unless you've got the skills to get it done. And I'm sorry, but till Tim Tebow, he can't go give a rah-rah speech in the locker room and think that they're going get, to get better. It's not going to work in the NFL. He's got to be able to actually go out there and perform, and he, he's not going to be able to. I mean, there's just no way he's able to do it. No way. 30 minutes for the rest of our lives. 30 minutes for the rest of our lives. Play like, 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 Nobody's going to work harder than me. I promise you nobody's oh. going to work harder than me. 
Uh, but see, that's the thing. I do respect Tebow for for that for that. I because do when too. He said that. I was. I think I was. I was either in high school or get, just starting college, and I was like, man. If he don't get out of here with this with this crying stuff, but then they didn't lose another game, right. and he he made that speech. I was like, you have my respect for that. But it's like, and, and it's like, hey, you you deserved a shot in the NFL. You got it. You won a playoff game. You you, you had some success. But then I mean, you became you you attracted all this attention, and some of it. I feel like, like, yeah, it's not his fault, but then some of it was because he he bought it. Like people were buying his jersey with Jesus on the back. Like I was just like, <laughs> at some point, I was like, hey guys, right. if you're a fan of me, I I love and appreciate you, but please don't do things like that. I just I just right. just root for me and let's let's just go out here and play some good football. But hey man, he's making his money. He's he's been someone posted like all the things he's done. He's been yeah you know, he's been on ESPN. He's been a, a minor league baseball yeah. player. He's done all these things, and now he's back in the NFL. So more power to him if he's going to just keep getting more jobs. Well, I'll tell you, it, it, it won't be because of lack of opportunities. He's had all the opportunities in the world. And, and again, I'm not mad at him for getting the opportunity. Again, I said it earlier when when uh, you know, when you know the, the news first dropped that there was a potential that he was going to sign with the Jaguars. I thought, yeah, okay, whatever. I don't care. Like I said, it's May, and it's a 90-man roster, not a 53-man roster. Uh, it just it just feels weird at this point, you know. And if they hadn't rolled out no jersey, it'd be different. But now, to me, with the jersey out there already, it feels like it's a cheap money grab. I think the jersey. I mean, again, it's one hundred nineteen dollars. I don't even know jerseys cost that much anymore. You know what I mean? Like I thought, it, I thought, I thought like a real jersey was maybe eighty bucks. This thing's one hundred nineteen dollars. <laughs> so I mean, they're really going all in on it. And maybe that's my fault because I haven't bought a jersey in a very long time. Um, and and I, I guess at those prices, I'm glad I haven't. But uh, man, I just it's wild. I, I just feel like they're going for the money grab and they're going for the hey, look at us over here. This is what we're doing. But little did they know we were already doing that because we want to see what Trevor Lawrence is going to do. We want to see what Urban Meyer is going to be as a head coach there in Jacksonville for real football reasons, not for a sideshow reason. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right with you. It, it's pretty crazy. We got to take a quick break. We come back. The Jaguars are totally capping right now. But we're going to talk about some some cap or no cap, a game that we played a, a few weeks ago, right before the draft. Um, so we're going to have some fun with that. Segment. But first, a word from our friends at betonline.ag. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Of course, baseball, NBA, NHL, UFC, MMA, everything is going on right now. BetOnline.ag has got you covered before the next pitch, before the next bucket, before the next goal, or the next knockout. Head on over to BetOnline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and get in on the action. Of course, you don't want to be on the sidelines, right? You want to be in the game. Do it. Get into the game. Again, head over to the website, use your mobile device or the laptop, and sign up for a free account today at betonline.ag. While you're there, make sure you use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So you got to make sure you use the promo code Locked On. Betonline.ag is your online sportsbook experts. Segment number two, it's on the way. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Back here on the Locked On NFL Podcast, I'm Chris Carter here with your boy Q. We're about to play some cat or no cat because, as usual, there are always these narratives and these things that are being said in the media, and sometimes you just got to gotta check if they real or not. Now, Q... One of the latest, and it seems like this happens. This happens. This happened at least for the, for the this is like for three years in a row now. 
are the Falcons ready to trade Julio Jones? <laughs> it's it, it seems unstoppable. I saw you know the Julio Jones to the Ravens, Julio Jones to the uh, uh, to the Chiefs. Which if that happens, I quit. I just I quit. You can <laughs> just, just just no. There's no way you put Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Julio Jones in the same team. I will fight you. Right. I will just like no. That's just not happening. And you should be fighting me, fighting them too. Because you're, you're you're with the Raiders. You're supposed supposed to be that. That would be ridiculous in the AFC West. Which you just quit. Just unplug the controller. Log off. Go home. But <laughs> I gotta say, I think people are capping about this whole thing even being a possibility. The Falcons are making good investments right now. If they if if you traded away Julio Jones. You just be making life harder. You just got a, a major weapon in Kyle Pitts for Mara. Run with this offense with offensive talents you, you got there, and, and and see what you got. But you're, I think it's just pure cap to be talking about moving Julio Jones right now, unless you get a Herschel Walker deal. You know, and and I don't think that's the case. I think that you're not capping. I think Julio Jones is going to be moved post uh, post June first. I think that there's a good chance that he ends up in uh, either San Francisco, uh, New not New Orleans, New England. Um, I've seen I've seen the Raiders. That's a possibility. I think that there's a good chance that he does get moved, and the reason is because of his salary and the fact that the the Falcons are in such salary cap hell. I mean, they are just under underground. I mean, they're they're terrible. If you look at their money and they're not moving Matt Ryan I mean they've got him locked in basically the next couple years because they restructured his deal and they could restructure Julio I guess and have a really dynamic offense I mean you mentioned it you have Calvin Ridley you have Julio Jones you have Kyle Pitts and Matt Ryan on paper it looks great I just think that this team seriously is still kind of not in we're gonna go win a Super Bowl right now mode we're gonna go give a try and we're gonna see how good we are, and then you know we're we're uh, you know we're gonna make some decisions. So I'll say this: let's put it like this. I'm gonna say it's no cap because I think he gets traded after June 1st, but he might get traded in the season before the trade deadline as well. That's another area of this to think about. He might that not. I buy. It might not happen by the the season opener, but it'll probably happen before the season closes. That I can buy. I, I'm I'm all here for if the Falcons stink. And they realize they right. need to they they need to, to to get just do a straight up rebuild. That's when he goes on the market. Is is week seven? You know, it's like oh, all right, some somebody come come get this guy. And then some team that has a lot of cap space and is competitive, you know, at that point in the season is going to say, let's go get our superstar wide receiver to pair with them. So that that I don't think it would would, would be capping. But I'm sorry, right now they they got weapons. Let's let's see if they can light it up because that's how this team would have to win. They need to light it up. And, and if you take him away, you know, you still got Ridley. You still hope that Pitts can work out. But having the three of them at the same time, I, I just think that's too dangerous of a group to pass up. No, that makes a lot of sense. You know, and I, I go back to when I say that he could get moved before the trade deadline. I remember when the Raiders moved uh, Amari Cooper to the Cowboys right before the trade deadline. That and true. They, the, the Cowboys needed a number one wide receiver and Amari Cooper came in there and saved the day. You know, he needed to get out of out of Oakland at the time, and he needed a new uh, place to, to play, and Dallas was great for him. And so I could see that being a situation as well. Only problem is that Julio is 32, so I don't think, think he's going to get a first-round draft pick in return for him. I'm looking at something more like a third and a fifth, maybe something similar to what the Raiders gave up for Antonio Brown, which we all know didn't work out. But still, that was the, that was the bounty that they gave up for him, a third and a fifth, and, you know, and then redid his contract. I could see Julio pulling something like that. 
I I I could see that something like that happen. All right, Q, give me your cap or no cap situation. Okay, here we go. This is actually something that happened with the quarterback position already. This has already happened, but I'm going to take it a step further. I want to talk about Matt Stafford. We all know that the Detroit Lions traded Stafford to the Rams, so now he's a starting quarterback there in L.A. Jared Goff is now in in Detroit playing for the Lions. Who knows how that's going to shake out? Feel like they're in a rebuilding mode. But what my cap or no cap is. Matt Stafford is going to lead the Rams to the NFC West division title in a in a division that has the Seahawks, it has the Cardinals, and it has the 49ers that now have Trey Lance at quarterback as well. Matt Stafford is going to lead the Rams to the NFC West division title. Cap or no cap, my man? No, just no. I'm sorry. They're too. Uh, no, I take it back. I, I, I'm sorry. I see the I see the Niners there. I see the Niners there, and that's and I'm just looking at them, and I'm like, they're going to be talented again. But I I can't sleep on the on the Rams defense. Matt Stafford, Matt Stafford has always been the guy who you know the the, the person who who has the job that has a great title, but they work at a bad company, and so everyone's like, man, that guy's really great at his job. He's just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Sounds like but my now, radio station. <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> And I ain't capping. <laughs> but, but, dang. Uh, but, um, but, but, see, but, the, the, and you could say that about the Lions. Everyone's, all, and I've always admired Stafford's grit. He's taken big shots. He's had a cannon. But I've also felt like some of their, their shortcomings were also because of him. I also felt like he was, there were times that he could have stepped up to win games that he didn't that would have changed the trajectory of the Lions franchise. So now you're going to a team with the Rams that's been to a Super Bowl. They know how to be competitive. They've been fighting. They got a defense. You're getting some weapons. I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. I, I don't think you, you, that you're capping by say by saying it's a possibility. But I'm saying you're capping if it's gonna if it's definitely gonna happen. That NFC West is too competitive. The Seahawks just won it. The Niners are gonna be healthy again. I'm sorry, and you know the, you're hoping the the Cardinals still could be too feisty for you. I'm just. I'm not just throwing him in there just because he's with them. Um, I, but but I do think the Rams could be one of those teams that that that, that turns out to be really good. So I'm not I'm not I'm not mad at you for saying that. I'm just sitting here thinking like there's too much in the NFC West to just think like oh yeah Matt Stafford new team great. I'm capping. I'm capping. I'm capping. I'm capping. I'm never going to go against Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is the dude. As long as he's in Seattle, I think that they're winning. You know what I mean? I don't give a damn. Matt Stafford hasn't proven to me that he's a winner. I know that the Rams do have a really good defense, and I know that Sean McVay is a really good head coach, but Matt Stafford has not proven to me, and I know that Detroit is a dumpster fire. Like you mentioned, I mean, it was a dumpster fire, and he did a lot as much as he could there, but I just kind of think he's a stat guy, not really a win guy. So, yeah, I'm capping, man. I'm definitely capping. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. And that's the thing is that, like, I think he'll he'll bring a boost there. I think that he'll be better than Jared Goff. Right. But I still think in the big moments, until until he shows me that he's, he steps up in a big moment, I, I just I can't get behind Matt the Matt Stafford train just yet in the Rams. But, hey, you know, it'd be interesting to see what happens there. I'm an Aaron Donald guy because he's a he's pit H2P. There you go. Uh, so Shout so out I totally to him. I, I would not I would not be mad at that happening. I got one more coming your way here okay. on some veterans. Aaron Rodgers. Uh oh. Former Packers GM Ron Wolf came out and, and said he is such a diva talking about the situation with Aaron Rodgers and everything going on. Now, you and I have talked about Aaron Rodgers yeah. just in general, where we think it's going to happen. But I don't know about you, man. I, I, I feel like he's capping because is does, does Rodgers do diva-like things on occasion? Yes, but a lot of players do. But I also think the Packers have put him in the situation where he has every right to be. 
Yeah. All he's been saying is get me weapons. Get me something to work with. Hear me out as your franchise quarterback and one of the best quarterbacks in this era of the NFL. And they won't do it. And, and for that, I don't think that that makes him a diva. He could do diva like things, right. but to be a diva, you got to be all about the diva ness and, I, and, and, and making diva things up where there aren't diva things to where aren't, there are things to complain about. He has, I think he's been within his right to be upset about how the Packers have handled their situations. I mean, I'll tell you straight up. It's a damn shame. He only has one ring. Yep. I mean, it's a damn shame. He's way too talented to yep. only have one ring. And for the organization not to recognize that, and I, I think they do recognize it, he walks into Canton, Ohio the minute he wants to. The minute he retires and has five years in between that, and, and then he'll he'll walk into Canton, Ohio. Uh, you know, first time, first ballot Hall of Famer, no doubt about it. But to only have one ring, it's just it just makes me scratch my head because you know he's so sticking talented that if a team just loads up and says, hey, we're going for it right now, similar to what you saw with Tampa Bay. They acquired Tom Brady, and they didn't say, hey, we're going to just sit sit on our on our hands and, and, and rest our shoulders and just just roll with Tom Brady and think it's going to happen. No, they went out and got everything that he needed to go win a ring immediately because they know that the shelf life with Tom Brady is not going to be very long. And guess what? They're running it back again because they figure, hey, this dude's got at least one more good year in him. Let's go ahead and try it again. And everyone on that roster knows that. So for the, the Packers organization in general not to go out there and for so many years ignore a first-round talent. And I know that all really great wide receivers don't just come out of the first round but just to the optics of ignoring those those uh you know the, the first round and, and giving him some real deal talent and giving him a bunch of playmakers uh to to help increase the opportunity of them going to the playoffs and going to the super bowl is just a shame it really is so if i'm aaron Rodgers and i see that my uh you know i see my clock if i'm a woman i'm looking at my biological clock but it's aaron Rodgers, so he's not looking at his biological clock he's looking at his physical clock he's saying man hey man time is running father time doesn't stop for nobody at some point father time will win this game and i want to get another ring or another opportunity at a ring before you know it's all said and done so I think he has every right to be as angry as he is I don't call it diva I call it a shame on the Packers for doing them the way they're doing them yeah yeah I agree Packers y'all be capping um but all right let's take another quick break we come back we're gonna continue cap or no cap but this is gonna be the rookie edition who do we think are gonna be the top rookies we'll talk about that right after this break you are locked on NFL your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Back here on the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm Chris Carter here with your boy Q. We're talk- we're playing cap or no cap. Where we're calling out the BS narratives and some narratives that, that aren't BS. Now, Q, this past year was crazy with the NFL draft. And who did what? with quarterbacks yeah now again we saw three quarterbacks go in the first three picks one of them wasn't justin fields <laughs> i i feel i i feel it's not controversial to debate if trevor lawrence is just going to turn the, the jaguars around the jaguars got way too much to fix for trevor lawrence just to be to, to flip things around. so I'm, I'm i'm not saying trevor lawrence is gonna be a top but my cap or no cap question to you is is it is does, does trey lance if, I, if I'm telling you that Trey Lance wins the starting job in San Francisco and is part of the Niners' research to take over the NFC West and be a serious presence in the playoffs, do you think I'm capping there? Because people are excited about, just, about Justin Fields. People are excited about Zach Wilson. But Trey Lance being third overall, going to the Niners, 
you know, there's talk about what's happening with Jimmy G's, Jimmy G's time there and how they're going to work with him. And that Niners team two years ago, they were in the Super Bowl. Last year, they got hurt up a lot. I, 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 I think that they could be one of those teams that just has a major bounce back year, albeit um, they did let go Richard Sherman. He's still a free agent right now. So are you saying that Trey Lance is going to win the starting job out of training camp? Out of training camp. And they'll be competitive. They'll win the division and be a competitive team in the playoffs. I'm not saying go to the the conference championship or the Super Bowl, but I'm saying they'll be a strong team that come January. We're like, oh man, who who's going to take them down? Well, I mean, I said in segment number two when we were doing cap or no cap with the veterans that I'm not going against Russell Wilson in the NFC West. You didn't so say that. So you are capping if Trey Lance <laughs> wins the starting job out of training camp. I think you're capping there. I don't think there's any way he starts the season under center. I think that that's a cap, and I think that him winning the NFC West division in his rookie year is a big double cap. Like, you are really capping. Like, you, you're you out of your mind capping. Like, you must think that I'm going off that hen or something like that. Like, I'm I'm in a whole nother world. I'm I'm just falling for a banana in the tailpipe, and that, that ain't gonna happen, man. Nah. Yeah, you're you're capping in a, in, with a major, with a major C, you're capping. Okay. Okay, hit me, hit, hit me with, with a rookie, with a rookie playing. All right, well, let's go ahead and stick with the quarterback position. How about this? How about okay. Kellen Mond, who was a third-round draft pick by the Minnesota Vikings, Vikings mm-hmm. out of Texas A&M, mm-hmm. is going to be the best quarterback. How about I say he's going to be the best quarterback long-term out of this draft class, out of Trevor Lawrence, out of Justin Fields, out of Trey Lance, out of Mac Jones, out of Kyle Trask, out of everyone that got drafted as a quarterback, Kellen Mond's going to end up being the best one of them all. Cap or no cap? Now, when you're saying the best, are you meaning the best pure talent or the most accomplished by the time they're end of their careers? I think he's that, just that gonna, is a different thing. Yeah, it is. I think he'll be the most successful one. Okay, so so he'll he'll do the most winning. Yep. That's interesting because he because he, he, he might not even Kirk play Cous- this year because he's right, sitting he, behind Kirk Cousins. Right, and, and Kirk Cousins is getting paid way too much money to be sitting on a damn bench. Yep. Um, but I, I so. Uh, my only thing is that with Dalvin Cook there, I think that he would have a potential to have an easy landing spot with Dalvin Cook taking pressure off of him. And if that team, if that organization continue to build, he could have a lot of early success. But we all know running backs don't last forever in the NFL. I think Dalvin Cook could still give you four or five good more year, you know, more good years there. And even if he's not a you know the best running back in the NFL, he could still be very dangerous. But you know, if we're talking about these guys, we're expecting whoever are the best guys of this class to last you. 10, 15, maybe 20 years. So if, if you're going to reach like Hall of Fame status. So I'm going to say I'm going to say you're capping only because I truly believe Justin Fields is, is going to do some damage okay. out in Chicago. I really think he's going to be a difference maker. I think Trevor Lawrence could be a difference maker. Um, and I, I think there's some really speed talents. Now, this is not me dissing Kellen Mond. Right. Because he was a guy who I was saying, like, man, if he was in the fourth round, I would, I would have been like, Steelers should go get him. Yeah, yeah. But yep. I just, with, with the other guys, you know, I, I think that there's a, there's a really good chance that one of those guys has a better career or has a more accomplished career with, an, with another franchise. Well, and the thing about it is, again, you'll probably see these other guys a lot earlier than you'll see Kellen because he's sitting behind Kirk Cousins. I'm sure Kirk Cousins is going to be the guy uh, this whole year. But then, you know, when free agency comes up, are they going to allow him to walk and maybe turn the sticks over to Kellen Mond? And that's what I'm kind of banking on is the fact that at some point they're going to say this Kirk Cousins thing is is great. We've given him a lot of money, but he's only gotten us eight and eight or nine and eight or, you know, he's he hasn't he hasn't taken us where we need to go. So we're going to pass the sticks on to a young dude. We're going to pass the sticks 
sticks onto a more athletic dude, a guy who can give us a, you know, kind of a dual threat. And oh, by the way, could compete with Justin Fields in that division. So uh, I'm going to say that I'm, I'm not capping. I, I think that Kellen Mond, who has 46 starts under his belt already uh, through college, is going to end up being the guy long term. And, and again, we won't know the, know the results for a while, but I think that Kellen Mond, when you look back at it and compare the careers, the third round pick out of A&M is going to be the better one. Going back to what I said in segment two about not going against Russell Wilson, it was a third round pick. Just saying. Good point. Good point. Okay, I got, I got a good one for you. All right, this, this, this is fantasy football here. Oh damn! The best skill position player in this rookie draft, fantasy football this year, is Najee Harris, the Steelers running back drafted out of Alabama. Am I capping when I say that he's gonna he is gonna be the most dangerous weapon that you can add in fantasy football with your with your NFL drafts and this this year when you when everyone's gearing up in August and they're picking their players. I, and I'm not saying best. Player, because I mean, there's there's people that are still gonna pick uh, Saquon Barkley. They're still gonna Christian McCaffrey yeah, yeah, and those yeah. types of guys. You talking, talking rookies? About this 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 rookie class, right? I think he he with the the way that the Steelers are about to use this man, like they did Le'Veon Bell, and probably de- even more so. I, I see him being the undisputed. If I'm doing a rookie draft, you know, unless I'm getting quarterbacks, he's my number one guy. Well, I, I think this is easy. I think you're not capping. Uh, only because the reason I say this is because I picked him to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. I think Najee Harris is going to be that good. I think Pittsburgh is going to get back to doing what they do, which is running the rock, and they're going to use him in the passing game as well. Uh, Najee's a hell of an athlete. He's a hell of a running back. He's a hell of a dude. Uh, So I I think that he's going to be a perfect fit there in Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm kind of envious of the fact that the Steelers were able to land him because I I think it's just going to be – I mean, you want to talk about a guy with a big smile on his face, Big Ben. I think he's going to take a lot of pressure off of Big Ben. I think Mike Tomlin's going to be happy to be able to kind of get back to playing Steeler football. So since I did pick him to win offensive rookie of the year i'm definitely gonna uh, roll with you and say that you're not capping that you do believe he's gonna be the highest ranked fantasy football guy and i'm not a fantasy football player but i know what it means to get points and get yards and i think Najee's gonna get a lot of them yeah i'm just i'm just with you there i I gotta say this is the most comfortable dude i've ever seen step into rookie camp over this past over this past week or this last week when he when he came into steelers rookie camp uh, my my colleague Dale Lolly at DKPittsburghSports.com, he asked him about you know making one handed catches in practice. He's like, hey, was that something that you picked up, you know, in your last year Alabama? Was that why you went back for another year? And Najee Harris replies, bro, what? <laughs> How long have you been covering the Steelers? Now, mind you, Dale's been covering the Steelers since when they opened up in 1933. Yeah. So, you know, so, uh, <laughs> but no, so he's been since 1992. So he's been covering the Steelers longer than Najee Harris been alive. And he's just, he was just, Najee was just joking with him, joking with everybody. At one point, he said, Wait, where, how did y'all see me catch the ball? Where were y'all? He's like, Oh, we were up in the, we were up in the stands. He's like, I thought y'all were boosters. And I'm like, Wow, look at this guy. Just like just joking around, but he he seems too confident and too uh too comfortable to not play well this year. He seems so ready to take on this role. So that that's why I brought that up. All right, Q, take us out of here with one last one. What's your last cap or no cap situation? All right, here we go. Micah Parsons, first round draft pick out of Penn State. Dallas Cowboys got him at number twelve overall. He will win Defensive Rookie of the Year. Cap or no cap? I like Micah Parsons. I like. His talent, I like. I like his. I mean, I, I've talked to you on your radio show about this guy. Seeing him yep. at Penn State, I, he, he's a freakish athlete. I just don't know because of, he's going into the Cowboys, and sometimes the Cowboys on defense 
bad things happen. And, and just it, 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 it makes me step back a little bit and say, I don't know, man. I want to see something happen first. <sighs> is he the best defensive? Is he the defensive rookie of the year? I don't think you're really capping because I, I don't think that that's that far of a stretch. But I will say you're capping because I do think some like some another guy could really win it, and that's Patrick Sertan with the Denver Broncos. But if he if Patrick Sertan's gonna see, I would think a corner too. I would think J.C. Horn or Patrick Sertan. But mm-hmm. I know that that means that the ball's gonna have to come their way a lot, and they're probably gonna have to pick off a couple too. You know what I right. mean? So that's kind of why I I kind of tend to to go away from the corners. I was thinking Trayvon Merrick too, safety out of TCU. But again, you got to come up with a couple big plays, a couple interceptions, maybe a pick six or so. But I just think that in Dallas, their defense was so bad, similar to the Raiders, but their defense was so bad that he's going to be needed and they're going to put him out there early and they're going to have him do so many different things. And he's such a dog that he's just going to, he's just going to like, just pick it up so quickly and go want to run with it. So I think that alpha dog mentality puts him over the top. That's why I don't think, well, that's why I'm not capping. I do believe Parsons wins defensive rookie of the year. That's totally, hey, man, I'm, I'm not against it. I, I, you know, I also think JC Horn could be in that conversation. Um, but I, I wouldn't be mad at you for saying that. But uh, at the same time, I, I just, there's the, that's that pool. There's, there's so many defense, defensive players that, that, that went this year that I really, really like. And the other thing I, I also wonder is about how long does it take Micah Parsons to get back into football mode? Yeah. Cause he did take a year off and not to say that he just took the year off and, and slacked it. He definitely is in shape, but there is something to of course getting in the flow of playing football, you know, training all week and playing a game at the end of the week and then getting back into it. There's still a, a being in football shape compared to being in competitive shape. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, there's, there's a, a, a element there that, you know, could mess him up from being that, that defensive rookie of the year. But I just think that he's got too much dog in him. And I think the Cowboys need him too much to be really good. Uh, Jalen Smith, you don't know what's going on with him. He's always kind of banged up and he's a, a lot slower ever since that devastating knee injury out of Notre Dame. And then Leighton Vander Esch, same thing. He's never available either. He misses a ton of games. So I think, uh, I think you're gonna see Parsons on the field early. I think you're gonna see him on the field often and he's going to be out there doing his thing. So that, that's why I think he ends up being defensive rookie of the year. I hear that. I hear that. Well, that was a fun episode of Cap or No Cap. Let us know if we were capping on any of those takes um, on on, tw- on Twitter. We're going to be posting this episode out. Q, thanks so much. As always, you're a great partner on these Friday episodes, getting us through the end of the week here. Please let people know they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Well, you know, when Chris said that I was a great co-host and all that good stuff, he wasn't capping neither. He wasn't capping. <laughs> <laughs> But no, you can uh, you can check me out on Twitter, man. I put out all my work at your boy Q254. Put out a link to uh, the show each and every day uh, that I put it out, uh, usually super early in the morning. So the minute you wake up, it's always available. Uh, and of course, I, I do the radio show on uh, Fox Sports Central Texas as well uh, from 3 to 6 p.m. Central Time. So uh, yeah, but you can always find me on Twitter. That's the easiest way to find my work, at your boy Q254. And, and Chris, I know you uh, as well put out a lot of work uh, on multiple different outlets. Yes, I do. You can read my work at DKPittsburghSports.com, where I'm covering the Steelers, Pitt football, Pitt basketball, all, all things NFL draft, and giving you all my takes there. We also cover the Pirates, the Penguins, Penn State, so we have a lot of great things that we cover at DKPittsburghSports.com. We also have our podcast network over there. Check us out with all the different shows on all those same subjects. You can also listen to me every day, Monday through Friday, on Locked On Steelers podcast, just like Locked On Raiders for Q. You can subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, and Odyssey. If you if you do also get us a chance, rate us five stars, leave us positive comments. Those things really help us out. You can also follow me on Twitter 
Instagram and TikTok. I do have a TikTok. I still <laughs> don't know how to use it yet, but I'm gonna I'm gonna learn someday. But you can follow me on all those platforms platforms at Carter Critiques. And thanks to all those who do who do ride with us. Thanks again for listening to the show. Back in your ears Monday, starting out next week right here on the Locked On NFL Podcast.